guys, welcome to another episode of Life Over Speech. This is Julia and Chloe. All right, so today we're going to talk about how life as new CFs has been going. Yeah, it's um, clearly it's been kind of hard just because we haven't recorded an episode in a while. How like a couple months? Definitely like a September. Months. No, like I hadn't even started my job yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so September, I think. So since we've started working, we have not recorded because we've just been really busy and whatever free time we do have, we just want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or we're sick. Or we're sick, yeah. yeah. Chloe and I have both been getting sick quite a bit. It's been great. So that's a tip, definitely. Take care of yourself. Yeah. So how's it going, Chloe? Well, how about we recap on where we are? Okay. We're in two completely different settings, yes. kind of. Julia's with... Babies. Children. Yeah. Little Babies kids. or children? Both. I, I work with kids, like, as young as, like, 18 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I, what kind of setting, though? I work in an outpatient facility, hospital. Yeah. Okay. And then I work at a skilled nursing home, which you may recall if you listened to the last episode. So I'm working with the adult population, mostly geriatrics. And that actually was my favorite. First, um, I never had an internship in the nursing home, so this was kind of like my first experience. Um, yeah, you went into it like completely blind yeah, or new. Yeah, so. my only experience was in the acute hospital setting, and that's where uh, I did a lot of dysphagia and just like kind of screens, like bedside screens, and not a whole lot of treatment. And now that I'm in the nursing home, it's a lot more treatment related therapy. And I really like it, but it has been like super, it's been super stressful just because of the position I'm in where I'm the only SLP right now. Um, I have help, but it's just like a lot of responsibility. Whereas, you know, there was an SLP that was there full time with me and then she ended up leaving. So now it's just that I feel that responsibility is all on your shoulders. It's all on me. Yeah. So, so that's, that's why it's been stressful and, but. Other than that, I, I do really, I really like the adult population and, and doing therapy because I used to, I used to say that, oh, I really love the acute setting because I just, I love the, the evaluation aspect. I don't want to do therapy and, um, sometimes I have my days where I don't really, I'm not crazy about the whole therapy part, but, um, but I, I am coming to like it a lot more and. Um, I mean, that's natural, though, because first of all, you're working with adults. And when I was in a nursing home for under, not for undergrad, for my internship, you they have to be motivated. It's kind of yeah. like, in a way, it's harder than kids just because, like, adults are like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, you don't need to come and see me. So, like, you have to get, like, yeah. really creative with what you do with them and how you do it. And Yeah, I mean, and I like I like that that I get to build a relationship with, you know, with my patients. It's not like, okay, in and out type of thing. Um, but I've been blessed in the sense that I've had really good patients. Like I haven't really had bad experiences where they're like, no, like I don't need therapy or whatever. Except, and except if for they that do, one then... guy that tried to run you over with his wheelchair. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a story. <laughs> that's a story. Basically, Chloe had a guy that didn't want to work with her and literally was in his wheelchair chasing her around, trying to run her over. This was my first evaluation ever. It was and like your first week, right? That you it were was like in? my second day and I had to do an evaluation and um, well, this guy was 
know, had a lot going on. He's is pretty high up there in numbers as far as age. As far as age. Yeah. And yeah, he he <laughs> threatened to he threatened me. And um, started to chase me around the room in his wheelchair. And whereas, like, now I'd probably, like, be able to handle myself in that sort of situation. Then there was a lot, like, on my shoulders. And I didn't know, like, what the heck to do. Everything was just so new. And I was so overwhelmed that I just, like, (laughs) just started bawling. I felt so bad, guys, because Chloe called me that that after work that day, and she's just, like, crying, and she's telling me the story, and I just burst out (laughs) laughing. It's funny now. (laughs) It's really funny now. I don't know. It was funny then to me. He's still there. He's still in our facility. Are you still working with him? No. We saw him for a while, and then, yeah. Discharged him. Yeah, discharged him. Yeah, so so Chloe's in a completely opposite setting than I am. She's with adults, like, you know, the old guys who are living in nursing facilities, and I'm with the little ones. I'm not just with babies. I work with, like, my oldest patient right now is 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's so freaking cute. I love her. Well, so what types of disorders do you treat? Um, honestly, all of them. I mean, it's we don't, like, turn away any disorders. I have kids with uh, fragile X syndrome. I have Down syndrome. Obviously, autism is, like, the biggest mm-hmm. one. Um, I have kids who just have expressive receptive disorders. Like it's not, they don't have like any underlying issues or anything. But yeah, which is, which is what I wanted for a while. I really did want to work with adults, but. Do you do like voice though? Do you do? We do voice, but I haven't had any voice patients. So mostly it's like expressive receptive? Yeah, mostly it's just language and speech based. um, Pragmatics too, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. We have like social pragmatic groups. Oh, and a big one too that I work with is. APD, auditory processing disorder, which I didn't really have experience mm-hmm. with this in, in, in grad school. Like yeah. I, I'm like completely blind to it and they keep giving me kids and I'm like, guys, I don't know what to do with these yeah. kids. There's like really specific things that you have to do with them in order for them to overcome their, their mm-hmm. disorder, but I'm not really sure yet. So I'm learning. I feel like I've realized like as much as whatever grad school is great, there's so much Yeah. that is still unknown and left to be like I think I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with though because like I came into this job so confident and I'm like all right I know what to do like and they told us that's what they taught us in school Dr. Alfano shout out that um that we're gonna be incompetently competent (laughs) yeah that we're gonna think we're just out of grad school and we're gonna think we know everything or whatever and, and we're gonna go in there and and then it's going to be kind of like a blind side, like, slap to the face, like, hello, this is reality, and no, like, you there... You don't know everything. You don't know everything, and and it's always, always, always going to be a learning process. I mean, like, I have... I've, I've met many speech therapists that come into my facility to actually help out PRNs, where they're like, girl, I did not know what the heck I was doing for years, and even still, sometimes, like, you're never going to know all the answers to everything. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, it's definitely something that I'm struggling with, especially especially the the evaluation part of it cuz I was in grad school like I didn't we had four internships each, but the the setting that I'm in right now in the hospital outpatient setting, it's literally I have like two three evaluations a week. I had maybe like one every two weeks or one every month even in grad school like my internships it was not this bad so it's a lot girl <laughs> I messed up two last week I have one like every day I have one or two like almost every day yeah but you I feel like yours are like more because you don't have to like sit there and do the whole like I go don't... flipping through all the books like yours yeah. yours are, are like more informal yeah that, 
Yeah, that's true, actually. We don't have to do, like, I love that um, my facility, we don't have to write, like, a full-on report. Like, it's mostly just, like, click, 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 yeah. whatever, write, 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 click, click. Whereas, like, in grad school, we were taught we have to do the, the full, it's, like, four or five pages long, and you have to type everything out. And yeah. So it's that's, not that That's kind of how it is for me, though. Like, yeah. I have the four, four, five, whatever long reports, but... But I kind of have a template too, so it's not okay. as bad. It does take, it still takes like brainstorming and a lot of brain power to come up with the wording and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, just the, the whole like doing the evaluations where I have to do the power parent yeah. interview and like oh. sit with the kid and decide what evaluation is best for them. And like the kid is running around the room, so how do I get you to sit down to actually attend to this? And like, yeah. how can I qualify you if I can't even get anything out of you kind of thing? Yeah. So that's definitely been a learning process for me. And yeah, I came out of grad school being all confident, and I'm like, yes, I'm ready to tackle this on, and, like, I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> newsflash. That's so true. I, I didn't even realize that. I feel like I take that for granted. Like, the whole evaluation process now is not, is not like, as, as bad as It's I. not as, yeah, it's it, not yeah. as straightforward. Um, and it, it's funny, because, like, I remember, so for ASHA, we only need, what is it, 400 hours, 325 hours of actual, like, experience like with internships and then 75 hours of observation i forgot oh, what it is. I, don't, I thought you were talking about ceus i'm like girl i don't know no 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 No, we okay first of all cx we don't have to worry about ceus yet yes, right no okay so no i'm talking about like for asha i remember we had to like i Four, think it's like 400 hours 425 it's 25 it's, observation hours and then like 400 yeah that's right that's what it is which it ended up being like no double. yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm getting into because i remember like being annoyed that we had four internships where we got like, some people got, like, 2,000 hours, and I'm like, why do we need to do all this? Like, Asha only requires this much, but I kind of wish I could go back. Like, if I could go back to my internships right now, I would ask so many more questions, and, like, I yeah. don't know. I definitely took it for granted. Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have had more adult experience, because, I like, right now I see myself staying with adults for a while, so I wish I knew more. To be honest, I don't remember learning about dementia in grad school. <laughs> I think we did. I don't remember. Not, okay, because grad, like, they don't really teach us, like, um, like, strategies. They don't teach us that. Grad school is more, like, like, our actual classes are more, like, about the disorders and what they are kind of thing. Like, just definitions, yeah, you know, like, but, like, I feel that's like what I internships knew, are for. I know nothing. Well, I'm learning, but, like, I'm like, man, I don't remember learning about st- what staging is and dementia and and um, Alzheimer's and just part. I mean, we learn about all of that, but it's like, it's 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 a learning process. No, yeah, we learn about all of it, but like, you don't actually learn until you have a patient in front of you, and like, yeah. it's it's. I mean, especially for me, I'm like a really hands-on person. I learn when I see and do, yeah, as opposed to like just reading about it. I can memorize whatever you want me to memorize, but right at the end of the day, if I have a patient in front of me, I'm not going to remember what causes this disorder right. or whatever it is you know another thing that I want to point out like adults versus kids is like in my situation where I am treating a lot most all of my patients are dementia patients and if you know what dementia is it's a progressive disease where like it affects your memory yeah it affects your memory so it's not really like I can do therapy and like it might help temporarily like the strategies but you're never going to see like full improvement and that's like that's one thing that I've had to realize that um you know compared to kids where like you might see improvement you know I I don't know do you know what I mean yeah I get what you're saying it's hard because you it's it kind of makes you feel like you don't 
Like, you're not you're making not a help- difference. Yeah, yeah, you're not making a difference. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, there's there's ways around it where you teach strategies and you train the caregivers and the staff, but I don't know. I feel hard. like with dementia patients, it's more quality of life stuff. Yeah. Like, preserving quality of life, I guess. As Just opposed helping to like, with ADL, so daily activity, yeah. living, and... Oh, no. It's different. It's totally different. Yeah. But... But you're learning. Yeah. So... So that's another thing about a CF, a clinical fellowship, is that what I'm learning is that, like, I'm, this is still kind of an internship. I honestly feel like I'm in an internship right now, except I'm getting paid. That's, like, a good thing, right? But I do feel like I'm still in an internship just because I'm learning so much. And I don't know if it's just, honestly, I feel like if I were in a, in a private clinic, like, where I was working at the Alfano Center, like, I wouldn't feel like this just because, like, I, I wouldn't have an evaluation every day and, like, just the fact that it's a hospital setting, it's a big company, they have their own rules. Like, they don't yeah. use clinic source. So I was right. used to clinic source. They don't use that. So, like, I'm learning a whole new system and, like, how they want stuff worded and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm still, I'm just, like, in an internship right now where I'm, like, learning stuff all over again. And, like, I'm learning about auditory processing disorder. and. Yeah, I, well, it might always feel then like an internship because you're always going to be learning. But I get that you're you're learning, like, a new system and yeah and rules and... Yeah, and everything is, like, so by the book. Just because it is it is a hospital, so it's yeah a lot of liability. So I have to make sure that, like, I'm cleaning the toys the right way. There's a policy for the oh, way wow. you clean toys. You can't just wipe toys down. There's, like, a whole policy for how we do it. And, like... After every session? After every session. We actually have been... I mean, that's good. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. I mean, I'm still getting sick, so I don't know what's going <laughs> on. But it's it's really good because um, we have, like, a bin outside of each room. So, like, the minute... Like, whenever we're done with toys, we just put it in there. And we have volunteers that come and clean them. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's really helpful. I like that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I wanted to use a toy after, like, if I wanted to use the same toy with my next client, like, I would have to follow this whole procedure of how the toys are cleaned and, like, and I mean, I don't have that much time in between patients. Yeah. So. How many, how long are usually your sessions? All of my sessions, which I love, are 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. I don't have, like, there's no 45 minutes. There's no hour-long sessions. The only hour-long sessions that we have are the group sessions. So that's, like. What about evals? Evals are an hour. Oh my Atlanta. Yeah. I and that's that's one of my favorite things about working from my job right now. Like I don't think all kids need an hour. I don't think a lot of kids can sit through an hour. Most kids like that's way too much. So like I don't know, you have 30 minutes and you make it fun and you get what you need and that's it. Like you know there's no point where you're like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever. Like when is yeah. this session going to be over?" <laughs> I know, um, that's nice, about 30 minutes. It's nice, but then at the same time, it's really fast-paced. Fast. It's so fast-paced. Like, you you see one kid, you go talk to the parent, you've got to pick up the next one right yeah. away. Like, so I don't really have time to clean toys between sessions. But, yeah. but I mean, we have a lot of toys, so that's never really been an issue. 30 but minutes yeah, flies by. It does, which I love because it's not, I don't know. I don't really have a point where I'm bored, yeah. I guess. Yeah, So, so what's stressful for me? What's stressful for you? I forgot. What did you say? What's stressful? Right now, being alone. But I do have a story I haven't told you yet. Oh, boy. So I've cried, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. a, that's a good question. How many I, times have you cried since you started your CF? I don't think I cried at all during grad school, if I'm being honest. Damn. Yeah. That's, well, that's good for you. I I don't think I cried. Um, I have cried... <laughs> Actually, I think maybe only, like, three or four times. Only? And how long have you been working? Oh... Two, three months? So in three months, you've cried about four times. Well, two times last week. (laughs) Oh my God, Chloe, are you okay? Okay, no, I am okay. I don't know what's wrong with me. I am not a crier. 
But, like, I... Anyways. No, I am a crier. <laughs> I like to think I'm not a crier. But anyways, um... And, I, and it's not, like, because I don't like it. It's just because it's, like, stressful. It is stressful. It's stressful when I'm... I'm everything falls on me. And I sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. And, and, and it's not good that I tell myself that. It's, you know, because I do... We... We went to school for this for how many years? Four Three years. Four years. Oh, six total. If you're, if you're, yeah. Oh, yeah, four, four years. Four years. Yeah. So I do know what I'm doing, but sometimes you just you question yourself and, and what you're doing and your judgment, and, and so it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, of course. And especially, like, when you're getting paid to do this thing. So, like, you're you're quote-unquote a professional now. Or not quote-unquote. You're a professional now. So, like... yeah. You should know what you're doing, so it's it's just a lot of pressure. And then I feel like also because swallowing is like, like you can kill someone with that. Yeah. Like if you're not careful, like you, that's you know, can be a deadly thing. So that I, that's just a lot of responsibility too. Is the swallowing aspect of our job that I guess I didn't realize when I was in school because I was like, yes, I love swallowing. I want to do <laughs> swallowing, and you know that was when I had a supervisor who knew so much about swallowing you know guiding me yeah and now um yes I have my CF supervisor and she's more than helpful she's wonderful she's um unfortunately not at my facility so um you know we try to talk as often as we can or if I have questions I'll text her but it's just it's not the same as her actually being there because to take time you know to ask her or call her about a patient is like you know and she might 20 be busy. Mi- yeah, 20 minutes out of my day, and that's all That's all time that I need to be productive with patients. So yeah. it's hard. Um, so I guess for me, what's been stressful has been, like, the whole evaluations thing. Like, I literally messed up two evaluations last week that one of them, turns out they were referred by the wrong doctor, so I did the whole evaluation, and, like, that one turned out to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, they ended up getting me the 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 referral like in time so I was able to sign the evaluation that was fine but like I didn't realize beforehand so I felt kind of you know stupid Wait, what do you mean it's I don't even know how to explain it that's how complicated it is so so the only person that you can be referred to by is your pediatrician like you can't go to a neurologist and be like give me a referral to go see an SLP oh or maybe you can but for my facility we can't do that so you did an eval when you didn't need to have you didn't need to do an eval because it wasn't from the right doctor? I, I, I had to do the eval. The kid needed the evaluation. He needs services, but he, it was just the wrong referral. So, like, I can't sign the evaluation. Like, I can't charge for it mm-hmm. until I get the right referral. Like, the insurance isn't going to pay for it. If they had gotten their uh, the referral from a neuropsychologist mm-hmm. and, you know, the insurance yeah. isn't going to pay for it. So it falls on me because, like, if we're not getting paid, you know, yeah. we need to get paid. Um, and then the other one was that, what was it? Oh, the second one was that the patient had gotten an evaluation three months ago. And as you know, like, evaluations are every six months in order for the insurance to pay for it. And, like, it's just something that I completely, like, miss. Like, I should have have seen that, but I'm, like, worried about 20 million other things that, like, I didn't look at his account to, like, actually verify. So um, I had to call the parent and tell them, like, hey, I'm so sorry, but this evaluation... After I told her that, like, her child needs services, so, like... I'm like, sorry, you have to wait three months for your child to get services, basically. Mm. And, like, that's, I don't know, that's not something you want to tell parents, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've only cried once so far. I, I think I've been at my site for a month, and I've only cried once. And that was last week, after those <laughs> two that I messed up. It was just a terrible week, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's stressful. The paperwork is very stressful. 
It happens, but it gets better with time. It does. I'm getting used to it. And luckily for my first, you know how, like, you have to worry about productivity? Side note. Um, I don't have to worry about it for the first three months. So, like, it's that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't worry about it yet. Oh, you don't worry about Not it? Yet. That's good. Yeah. yeah, so they give you time to, like, get accustomed <laughs> and acquainted and Which all that stuff. Which reminds me, the other day I was trying to, like, look through my, um, like, we have all have iPads to clock in and clock out or whatever. So I was clocking in and I was looking through, like, my, um, I guess, hours and I accidentally clicked this button and um, the button came up and it was, like, my non-productive hours Oh my and God. the, <laughs> I, I had twenty non-productive hours. I don't even in know. In a week? No, I don't know. I have no idea what that even meant. Or what. <laughs> but it didn't feel good. Well, I kind of laughed because I'm like, there's no way this is right. I mean, I come in and I do my job. I don't know what twenty. That's that's like <laughs> half of a week. So yeah. I don't know what that meant. Chloe, why are you being not, not productive? Girl, I I'm very productive. Uh, I don't even know. Yes. I don't know. Well, it's okay. You don't have to worry about it for now. So. But then I, I wanted to mention, like, I don't want to scare people away. It's, um, I think in the in the beginning, it was definitely more overwhelming yes. than it is now. The worst is over, and it's only going to get better from here. That's true, yeah. So it. I don't want to lie to you guys. Like, it is a little stressful, but I do feel better. This week especially, like, and I was able to talk to some coworkers. That's another thing. If you need to talk to someone, like, if you're feeling overwhelmed... Like, people have been through this. Express We're it. not, yeah, talk talk about it, you know? Like, we're not the first ones that are doing this. We're not the first CFs in the world. And my coworkers have been so great about it. One of them was like, I was like, yeah, I was crying last night. I was really bad, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, listen, is anyone mad at you? And I'm like, no, but, and she's like, no, you're going to make mistakes. Like, you need to get used yeah. to that right now. Yeah. And she made me feel so much better, so mm-hmm. it was good. Um, so, yeah, I actually posted about imposter syndrome because... Like I said, that's something that I'm struggling with, the whole feeling like I should be better, but I'm not, and I should know everything, but I don't, and, like... Imposter syndrome, I have never heard of that. Um, imposter syndrome is basically, like, when you feel like everyone's looking at you and everyone thinks that you're doing the wrong thing, so um, I was, like, actually thinking that, I was like, oh my god, what if my supervisor feels like she hired the wrong person? Yeah, you you go through that. I, yeah. f- I mean, I sometimes feel the same way. Yeah, um, and... I mean, it, it's, it sucks, but, like, you just have to be patient with yourself. Like, I'm being patient with myself, and, and I'm still making mistakes. I've still made a few mistakes this week, but, like... I actually, speaking of which, my, my boss ended up telling me, because I remember the last last podcast we, we found was, I think, about, like, interviewing. Yeah. And inter- so my boss ended up saying that, you know, he ha- had a lot of um, very qualified um, interviewees, mm. and... And, um, you know, a lot that spoke Spanish and, oh, that's another reason why I feel stressed. But anyways, um, a lot of people that spoke Spanish had been doing this for years, but he chose me because I guess of the way that I carried myself in, in my interview and, um, like my confidence and that, um, I also had a a good, uh, recommendation. So, so anyways, but it just goes to show how much like confidence like yes. speaks for itself. I really, <laughs> I felt so much more confident in that interview than I do now. And I'm just like, man. Yeah. I wonder if they can tell. Like, I'm yeah. so lost right now. But, but I mean, like I said, they've been, my supervisor's been through it. I mean, she's been an SLP for 12 years, but she was in my shoes at one point. So, like, she gets it. Yeah. And then, um, so I was going to say that another reason why I get, like, super stressed is because I have, 
the great responsibility of taking on all of the Spanish patients. Oof. And as you know, Julia, like, I was always the one that was being made fun of in grad school because everyone spoke Spanish, and I was, like, one of five that did <laughs> not consider myself, like, fluent in Spanish. But I got to tell you, like, I'm proud of myself. I, I do. I see all the patients in Spanish that I have to, and we do all of their sessions in Spanish. And some... and you've gotten better. Yeah. Um, like, you were practicing with me the other day, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, I, we were able to have a whole conversation, and, like, you, you're doing good. You still sound, you know. I still sound like a dick. St- huh? <laughs> they call you me that. You still have an accent, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, like. You, you can get and, by. And and it's what's nice is, like, they're not judging you. Like, they want to help you. And I, I'll always joke. I'll say, okay, I'll teach you, like, memory strategies, and you'll teach me Spanish. And Aww, they always laugh. And, that's so cute. And so, um, yeah, it's been good. And I actually, I, I love that I've been learning more Spanish and taking on this responsibility, as stressful as it can be. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Another fun fact, Chloe and I are both getting a lot of gray hairs. From our oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Here, let me see. Where's your wife? Mine are on this side. <laughs> Wait, we're doing this right now? Yeah, show me your gray hair. Where? I don't know. They're like on this side. I can always see them when I put my hair in a... In a oh, I see one! <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> anyway, oh so let's wrap this up. What are some tips that we have for our listeners? For what? For Sia? Yeah. So one is for sure take care of yourself. Chloe and I, how many times have you gotten sick? Twice. I've gotten sick twice too, and I've only been working there a month, so that says a lot. So, and you know, I honestly have not been eating that well because I'm like, oh my god, I don't eat well. After lunch, I always feel like dooo doo. Yeah, and I've been drinking so much coffee; it's not good. But yeah, we need to take care. It's just, it's just the stress, and like, we just need to get better at taking care of ourselves. um, uh, If you're in grad school, please take advantage of being in grad school because if I could go back to grad school right now. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yes, that's a huge tip. Enjoy grad school. Enjoy Please. time off. I do not get time off, like, yes. at all. Um, another tip, ask a lot of questions. That's something that I'm struggling with, too. Like, I feel like everyone's super busy, and I'm like, man, but I have a question. Man, but I don't want to bother anybody. But Oh, like, yeah, no. I'm like, I'll, I don't care. I'll bother the <laughs> heck out of anyone and everyone. Yeah, I need, to, I need to get better at asking questions, because I have a ton of questions, and I'm like, well, let me just do this, and if it doesn't work, then I'll find out that that's not how it goes. No, but. sometimes I think like that, too, and then that's another thing where you're like, oh, that's, that's stress, too. But, um, yeah, ask questions. It's Definitely to... ask questions. It, li- it literally is kind of like an internship. and It's okay to feel, like, how you're feeling. Like, you know, like, you're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing. But yeah. you do. Like, trust in yourself. Yes, trust yourself. That's huge. Yeah. Um, one more thing. or I, like, okay, and then when you get home, like, let that be your time for yourself and your family. Like, decompress. Like, don't think about work. If you have to take work home, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for you. No, I, I, but, um, but, like, But I try know. not to, honestly. I have honestly, a bad like, habit you of have... talking about work with my fiancé yeah. and, and whatever and just, like. No, but, to- okay, hold on. But talking about work isn't bad because sometimes bad. you need to let stuff out. But if you're just constantly, like, talking all day, like. Just, I mean, like, take, take care of yourself when you get home. Take like, time for yourself. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like we're always saying that. That's our little motto. Well, that's the truth. Um, another tip, get organized. I I shouldn't be saying this because I'm yeah. not taking my own advice, but um, so something, I have like a whole little, what's it called? Like a 
I don't know. Just no. What's I just I bought like this thing where I put my papers, and it's just like all the papers that I continuously refer back to. So yeah, what I want to do is get like a nice binder and like label everything, and so I can find it easier because I'm always like just shuffling through papers, and I mean that takes Uh, time to do. Luckily, I'm very blessed in that I have my own speech room. Oh, lucky. Um, because a lot of um, I know like a lot of nursing homes, whatever they don't have their own speech room, so I do. And the speech therapists that were there before me were very, very organized. So everything's all organized in little folders and in a little cabinet, filing cabinet. And so, and that is tremendously helpful. Tremendously helpful. Yeah, I bet. Must be nice. I have like a little desk area. Yeah, if you can, if you can organize, it's going to save your life. I know. I need to work on that. But one day, I, I do plan on buying a binder and like like having tabs for everything yeah. so I can easily find everything but yeah I um, feel like there's so many more tips as far as like be, maybe being in a nursing home and you for for being in your home but um in my home maybe in your home <laughs> in your setting but that's something we can talk about go into depth maybe later yeah so yeah all right guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of life over speech don't forget to subscribe leave us a nice little you know comment if you like us and have a great day.